Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. So when they tell you next summer to conserve water or there's a hosepipe ban, you know what you can do? Ignore them. Look at the rain falling at the moment. I'm sure wherever you're listening to us today, especially in Ireland, we are just simply being washed out of it. And this country never has a problem with water. Believe you me, it has no problem with water and it'll flush out rivers and lakes that we have issues with as well. But next summer, just remember this day, the 19th of October 2022, and all the days subsequently we're going to have over the coming months. You see, we're awash with water. The problem is we can't manage it. We cannot manage it. We can't store it. We can't have it for the times when we desperately need it. And it's a massive indictment on everybody involved in that business for years and years. So don't let me hear about conserving water or hosepipe bans ever again or I'll break up the shop, I promise you. That's my little soapbox start to late lunch this afternoon. You're very welcome to the show. If you want to comment, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. That's the number you need. Kieran Flynn is a second level teacher and he's PRO of Mead GAA and he's standing by on the la- line with his umbrella up. Kieran, afternoon. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's, it's fairly wet here in Nabon County Mead. <laughs> it certainly is, Kieran. Anyway, we leave that topic for a moment. The reason you're with me today, there's been a lot uh, lately, you know, and I've heard it from parents. I'm sure you have. I know Louise has too, and many other people about, you know, children uh, and teams in GAA where, you know, yourself, you have a team of what, uh, 12 to 15 or whatever, when they're at a small age, whatever numbers are. And if there's too many, sometimes, small children are left standing on the sideline and they don't get a go. Will the new guidelines sort this out? Well, it's, it's complex in many ways, but in some matters in the GA, it's very simplistic. That at most of the levels, all the way up to under 13 and under 15 in County Mead, there is absolutely no excuse for not participating all the children in the games because it's in the playing rules of our games that they're to play at least one half of the game all the way up to under 13 as a part of the rules. 
it gets slightly more complicated as they get older. But from under 13 and younger in County Mead, every child is to play in the game, and that's part of our rules. Okay. So it can't be, like I said, there's complexities to it, but at the same time, the message goes to all clubs that they are to participate, all their children, for all the games they're supposed to participate. And is that... Uh, happening? Are you confident, Kieran, that that is happening across the board? Because you know when games get tight, even at on the 13th level and perhaps below, the excitement builds and people want to win? Unfortunately, I'd be confident of the, the ulterior that it's not happening enough. Okay, I've, I've witnessed games underage this year where there's been youngsters left on the sideline. And again, it's not just simplistic. Like so, some kids know themselves, they know their own limitations, they don't particularly want to play because they, they don't want to be at fault maybe if a team loses or they, they misplace the pass. But at the same time, they're to participate, especially in the group games. It always gets very complicated when it comes to finals where clubs seem to think that they've now entered the World Cup final or the All-Ireland Football <laughs> Hurling final. And if we don't win this under-13 Marine F final, there's going to be holy war. And I'll, I'll, I'm, not, I'm no longer Jim Gavin or Sir Alex Ferguson <laughs> and I'm going to lose my, my reputation, which is baloney, it's rubbish. But unfortunately... Sometimes with kids, and I see the complexity again in school, where sometimes players don't want to be the cause of losses. Mm. And that's sometimes they're just happy to be part of the team. Like we're coaching teams the whole time, and sometimes people just like to be there in the training and to be part of the team atmosphere. Yes. But that's again, that's you'll know that within your own team. But at the same time, that doesn't mean when you play seven or eight league games in the spring and seven or eight league games in the autumn that they don't get to participate at all. Mm. You know, they just have to play. Like it's 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 just part of our GA manifesto where we all belong. It's just so. It's so simplistic that you cannot purposely exclude someone from playing. That's, mm. that's the message. And there is the law and there's the spirit of the law and what you really want is everybody to enter into the spirit of the law. And I know what you're saying. I can picture it in finals and when my own were out playing as well, I, I saw it, it, it happening too. So up to under 13, that is the policy. And of course, then beyond that, it does get uh, a little more serious, of course. And, you know, teams and clubs field as strong a starting number as possible. What happens if, say, one crowd in a game, let's take under 13 and below have say 20 players and the other team have 10 is there uh, uh, the wherewithal to you know have players you know all play by playing with the other side maybe against their own team yeah it's actually up to under 11 right GA policy is go games okay this is a GA policy that's unwavering it's in the rules it's the official guide there's no way of getting around it as much as some people would like to but it's basically if a child shows up there to play. Mm. So simplistic, if you said there, if you had maybe 15 players for Team A and five players for yes. Team B, they should split into two tens and yeah. play. Yeah. And they should go in. And even there's some evidence there, we, we found some, some stuff coming in there from different sports about even reducing the playing number sizes to actually play 5v5 or 4v4. That mm. it makes it easier to manage with all these m- multiple small sided games. They increase the number of touches because you always have participation. You know, they said this idea of put little Jimmy in the corner and he won't, he won't touch the ball, he'd be grand. This idea of like leave him over there, he won't interrupt the play. And mm. that's not fair either. Yes. When someone plays, they have to be included. Yes. And the whole idea of goal games, they're non, they're controlled competitive, i.e. there's no league tables or like that. You win and lose your games, but there's no scores recorded. It's all about participation. The kids know themselves, they're trying to win, but they know there's no finals with it. So they, they should be the freedom to learn, to pass, to take that risk, to use their, their left foot, their right foot, and 
maybe do something that maybe the 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 adults and the seniors could learn from maybe just expressing themselves and not just doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same results. Mm. In the wider context, uh, Karen, while you're with me, respect respect for you know each other on the field is very important. Respect for the people who mentor the teams, managers, coaches, physios, etc. The referees. Where do you see that at the moment? Because it's a big issue, not just in your own sport, but in other sports too, you know, where there seems to be a lack of respect. And is the message just falling on deaf ears? Uh, somewhat. Like I know I'm a referee myself at the senior level in yes. the county, and, and I see it from being a player with my club in Dunsany and different things. And sometimes respect, it's a difficult word. I, I think the lens is very much on sport at the minute, and we're seeing the bad parts. We're not seeing any of the good parts of it. But I think, my, myself personally, I would like to see more robust punishment for rule breakers. I think we see it just say in rugby, for example, is always up there with the, yes. the prideful Canadian. I played it myself in school with St. Pat's and Navin. That we used to be all pleased and thank you to the referee to his face and maybe behind his back to be mutterings under the breath or whatever. But it was all, it all looked the part. Because if you knew for a fact, if you challenged the referee with any kind of verbal conduct that you would probably get a lengthy ban. And see, in the GA... Um, there's rules there. Managers since 2021 can get um, yellow cards and red cards for misconducts at games. But we see kind of the virus of the GA would be very much the idea of he's a grand lad, it's out of character and they get it overturned at the next level at hearings and mm. appeals. That is something that I would love to see change. And I know Larry McCarthy, the Uchtaran, Kuma Lucas Grail has talked about this. And I think if the rule breakers are punished severely, I think it will, the message will very much hit home to people because we're too lenient. We, it's this idea of, again, his family are good family. He comes from good stock. But mm. at the same time, if you if you do something that's an infringement of the rules, you, you should be punished. More than the player, the player picks the ball straight off the ground. The referee blows the whistle and awards the free. Yes, you just have to obey. By the everyone's got the same playing rules in front of them. And and we were talking about this at the start of the week as well, or maybe it was late last week about you know the new initiative that came in and uh, respect and respect for for officials as well. When I watch the soccer at times, you know, like the example, and I know I'm going away from GAA, but you know, all sports are involved here. And you're right, rugby seems to have the greatest modicum of respect for officialdom. But the soccer players, even at the highest level, they're a disgrace. You know what I mean? The way they balrag. Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp is oh, very much in trouble this week. He is, he? In, he is in trouble for what he did. And my God almighty, when you see them and they're role models for youngsters and that, and they're at that, what are children going to think then when they go out to play sports on the field? They think it's all right, it's cool, it's okay. But look, just back to the children thing again. It, it causes angst for parents, doesn't it? When a child doesn't get an opportunity. Well, definitely, every every parent has a duty of care to their own child first and foremost, and that has to be considered. Then, when a club, when when club officials set up their juvenile systems, and we have, every club has a children's officer, which is a dedicated official to deal with child safeguarding, and all the coaches and every team have to have a level one coaching badge. They have to have the code of best practice and the code of behaviour learned. All this stuff is there. All the mechanisms are there for the GA to ensure best practice. So that's why it probably is frustrating from a parent's point of view when they see maybe the 15 subs. Yes. But then probably, again, that comes down to somewhat of mismanagement maybe in from our own end of the county board and if clubs, was, maybe there's too many youngsters playing. If, if we have an under-13 team, the eligibility spans quite a lot. 11, 12 and 13-year-olds can play mm. in that. Mm. But see, in the smaller population areas, you probably have to see the youngsters. Like I know myself when I played juvenile, I was playing two years above myself and you have to just feel the teams because there weren't the numbers. Yes. But in our urban areas now, we're swelling with numbers. And we shouldn't have big panels. We should try and have, we'll say, B and C teams. And 
sometimes there's a debate about streaming them the more than we have in school should you have the higher level Irish and maths class or should you have a common level where they're all working together with, with a mixed ability these are questions that we, we come with forums every year and discuss that we want every child that shows up to a Gaelic field that they, they get to play and participate like we've seen like coaching and games here at the MEGA led by just a big Damien Sheridan one of our GPOs is great that they include so many of the people with cognitive uh, special disorders and all these different things and the GA is so inclusive we do so much to include everyone so we probably end up we, when it comes to finals and stuff it can probably again the microscope is on the, the few kids that don't get to play but we shouldn't probably lose sight of all the good work that we do Yes. but at the same time we should strive for perfection like that's, that's always a quote I love with Vince Lombardi the famous Green Bay Packers coach where he says in the pursuit of perfection you obtain excellence and that's very much something we should try and do in Gaelic games Absolutely. Well, listen, good on you with the Go Games. I've, I know the Go Games have always been, or not always, but have recently really been growing and a, a, an integral part of what the GAA does and uh, the way you operate up to under 13 is, is fantastic. But it's always a sub under 13. They only have a few subs. She's losing confidence in herself, which is sad to see. Marie, you heard what Kieran has to say. Up to under 13, they should be all used. I don't know what county you're in, but you should. Uh, that should be taken up, certainly, with the mentors of the team. Kieran, I have to leave it there today. Thank you so much for joining me. I always appreciate it. Slon, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Take care. Kieran Flynn there. PRO me GAA. Everybody should get a go up to have to get a go up to under thirteen. And if they're not, well, there's an issue there and you should raise it. You shouldn't sit back and not do anything about it. Have you anything to say about your children not getting a run on a team? Or about the weather and the water? Somebody says you're on the rant today, boy. Another one saying there, well said, Jerry. Yes indeed, hose pipe bands. Late lunch LMFM radio. Stay with us because we're gonna hear about a scam next. Number three wine bar and restaurant in Cullen are celebrating their sixth birthday this weekend and in conjunction with their birthday which they do every year they run an online competition fantastic wonderful prize but Wayne Fitzpatrick welcome back to Late Lunch uh, thanks Sherry for having us not at all very happy to be here I'm great great to have you with us tell us what happened you put the competition up online when yeah um, just about maybe two days or so we do this competition every year in line with our birthday it's an overnight stay in Cullen House three course meal here at number three bottle of wine cocktails on arrival etc and all of a sudden yesterday we just out of the blue began to be inundated with emails phone calls Facebook messages from people who all thought they had won the competition everybody'd won Wayne yeah pretty much so Basically, a fake profile um, created by God knows who, um, completely mimicking our own profile. I actually thought we had been hacked until I realized it was a separate profile. Um, A mirror image of of our own had gone and told tons of people. Now, I think about 400 people have entered so far, and the vast majority of them had been told they had won the competition. Um, But the only thing is, once they go through everything to claim it, in order to keep the reservation, they had to put credit card details in. Ah, ah, you see, at the end of the road, Wayne... People wouldn't really would they would they would they actually give their credit card details? Do you think? 
Well, I don't know. I hope not. We put out um, we put out a few messages there yesterday, and hopefully, if anyone who's listening has actually entered themselves in the area, um, we'll be announcing the the winner from our own profile rather than an actual comment underneath. So I'm hoping people will realise that it was um, it was a fraud. So just looking for credit card details, but I, I couldn't tell you if anyone did or if anyone didn't. We tried to communicate it out to everyone just to be aware. So we're yeah. hoping no one has gone that far with it. Now. It would be a busy time for your restaurant and a costly time and for the stayover as well if you had to accommodate nearly <laughs> 400 blinking winners. What? Oh, my, oh, my. But look, this is this was a new one on me when I'd heard it. You know what I mean? That somebody would hijack a competition like that. So when you look at the fake profile, can you can see, obviously, being the, the owner of the website and the business, you can see a difference. But is it a very good mimic of yours? It's, well, it's, we've blocked it now and we've reported it, so I can't see whether it's there or not there at this yeah. stage. But when I clicked into it, mm. I, I looked at it and on first glance, I just assumed it was our profile. Um, I actually thought it was that good of a mimic. I thought we had been hacked, not an actual yes. copy of our page had been put up. God almighty, when you think of this, who would, you know do something like this is there anyone disaffected with you does anything like this come to your mind or is it just somebody doing it for the hell of it what, what's your thoughts or your mother's thoughts Martina do you know I don't think it was anyone we know at all or maybe somebody who had a bad meal sometime at any stage <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> I think it was purely somebody who um, was looking to scam people out of money I don't think it was anything personal at all right. I think if it had been anything personal they would have been maybe disrupting rather than trying to steal yeah. people you know yeah. um, so I just think it was a very advanced um, scheme to, to fraud people out of money online and hopefully no one has fallen for it that's all we can say because look sometimes I know if I'm booking um, something on booking.com or hotels.com they may not charge you but they just ask you for your credit card details to hold the reservation mm. um, so that's that's our only fear with it that somebody may have put the credit card details in just thinking it would hold the reservation yes. um, but no, nobody has come to us so far to say that they've been a victim of it Well interesting now that I can see the, the, the light of course when you explain it that's what it is the ultimate goal of whoever it was was actually to get money from people get their credit card details use that credit card and take money from innocent people using your competition and page as a cover for this as well until people moved on uh, through the process. Well... It's yeah, out in the 100%. open. Yeah, it's out in the open now for sure. And just to say to people, if you are checking it out, number uh, three, Wine Bar and Cullen, you will never be asked for a credit card to hold your reservation, yes? Definitely no credit cards will be asked, especially in, in for a competition like this that will be put up by us, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it would be reasonable law to ask for credit card details. So it, we, the only time someone ever had to put on the credit card details would be on our own website to buy a voucher. Yeah. Um, we don't even ask for credit card details to hold a reservation. So I, yes. I hope nobody um, has actually gone as far as, as putting their details into this scam. Well, there you are. You became very popular all of a sudden with your phone burning up and everybody thought they'd won. Uh, but at, yeah. the, at, the, at the end <laughs> it was of the day, a bit of a surprise. <laughs> I originally thought we had accidentally tweeted yes. out that X amount of people had won. Yeah. Just 
in the space of two minutes, all of our phones started going up, all of our emails, I, I, myself and my mom, my business partner, we were actually getting a couple of things ready for our birthday party this Friday, and all of a sudden, every social media device we have started blowing up. We didn't know what had happened. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, it wasn't a Euro Millions win, unless you were in Dulik a couple of weeks ago, we don't know. But anyway, we leave that for another time. Happy birthday to you all there. Thanks for joining me on thanks the show. Thanks Jerry, Take care. for putting it out there. Not at all. Take care now. Bye-bye. Wayne Fitzpatrick there from number three wine bar and restaurant in Cullen buyer beware late lunch LMFM radio I just popped out there uh, during news to have a gawk did you ever have a gawk do you know what a gawk is yes I went out to have a gawk out the window it's like the middle of the night it really is it's that dark out there I have never seen it as dark in a long long time for what two o'clock in the afternoon so really I'm saying that to you it's heavy rain it's very dark please please drive carefully Mind yourselves, mind cyclists, if there are any out in that today, there will be people walking uh, home from school as well. Put your lights on. Please, please slow down today. The conditions are very testing. Will you do that for me, please? Please do that. Just ask you that little favour today. A listener called in on foot of my conversation with Kieran Flynn, the MEGA PRO, about children being left on the sideline as subs and not getting a game. Listen to this. The listener concerned took a day off work to drive his son over 40 miles to play an under-13 football game. The team lost by 16 points. I'm thinking of the weather ad. It could have been worse. We could have lost by 30. Do you know the the, the ad into the weather with the children? I'm being facetious there. Look, losing by 16 points was a one-sided game. Listener goes on to say, My son was never put on to play. Not even for a few minutes. He was so disappointed and so was I. That's the pits, I have to say to you. It really is the pits. Honestly, to hear that is just really disconcerting and annoying. And I can understand your annoyance there. The rain I was talking about and how we cannot manage our water in this country. Jerry, the council don't clear the drains either. Where I am, the flooding is terrible today. And flooding is inevitable if the council don't get to the gra- to the drain, to the drains even. Wayne Fitzpatrick, uh, the scam at number three, Wine Baron Cullen. Jerry, I got one of those texts. They wanted me to give my details. Thank God I ignored it, says Babs. Another one from Sarah. Those scams happen on those Facebook competitions. They're commonplace, Jerry. People should be wary of them. Uh, good for highlighting it today, says another listener. Now, we move on on the show, and I do not have to remind you that uh, energy prices are going through the roof, and as the bills for gas and electricity arrive now and over the coming months, you're really going to see the difference from a year ago. I'm joined on late lunch this afternoon by two women I've spoken to in the past, and they're fine business women. Sonia Mekalev is uh, from the Bear Food Company, and Laura Mada from Lab Fitness. They're both on the line. Hello, ladies. Hello. Barry, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you both for joining me on the show. Sonia, if I could start with yourself and the Bear Food Company. Uh, you're going great guns. You've built up a big following there on the main street yep. in Drada. It all goes without saying and your customers love you. Listen, tell me this and tell our listeners. Compare a bill for me. Say your most recent bill with, say, this time last year. Give us the figures, will you please? So our our bill in January of this year was twelve hundred euros. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and wh- then then we got a bill yesterday. While I was actually with um, Laura's husband, um, a bill for seven thousand seven hundred and. 
I think it's 27 euros or something like that. From 1,200 to 7,700 between January and now. Yeah. That is unbelievable because January would have been a heavy month on you uh, earlier in the year anyway, yeah. middle of winter. So we, we know that anyway. That is huge. And that's just operating the same devices, doing the same stuff. You're not doing anything yeah. different. No. No different. And we haven't even really turned the heat on. I, yeah. I, I really now, um, I feel for you when the heat actually does go on. But you're not going, you're going to heat the place for customers. You've committed to that, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't sit in a, in a no. cafe with no heat. No, you, you wouldn't, for sure. No. I know the food will warm the cockles of your heart and fill your stomach. That goes without saying. <laughs> but you do need the little bit of heat on as well. So yeah. what are your, let me ask you first about your provider. Who are you with for, is this just electricity or ele- electricity uh, and gas? No, it's only electricity. Only electricity. Who are you with? Yeah. Electricity. Yes. Are you in contract or out of contract? Out of contract. This is the problem. Um, we were out of contract. Um, and the minute that everything happened with the electricity, my husband started ringing and ringing different providers. But they just said to stay where we were because they could only offer us higher. Wow. So all the alternatives are saying they'll be higher than electricity. Oh, double. Yeah. Will you sign with electricity? Do you want to get into a new arrangement with electricity? It looks like you've they, no option. They, wouldn't, they, they wouldn't even give us. Um, they won't even give us a contract at the moment. So it's it's two month to two month. Is our month to month yeah. to month? Is it, what are you paying monthly so every or every two months? Every, every two months. months. So two yeah. month to two months. So you can't get a contract. I mean, no. is, is that is that okay? Can they do that? Do you know? Well, they must be able to, because I don't know how it's happening. Mm. Um, I just don't know. I think we're just in such shock. The first, the last two bills were 5000 Yeah. I think that we were in shock enough with that. And then this one came yesterday, and we're just floored. Um, and to be honest, I only put the, the bill on our Facebook page in case I needed to put maybe 10 cents on our coffee or 10 cents on a sandwich to try and help. But I didn't realise the support that we would get after yeah. putting, putting it on Facebook. It's gone mad, I know. And Incredible. It, I'll tell you one thing. You'd want some amount of cups and, and, and tubs of coffee. I know. To, ten to sell a 10 cent a head to make up the difference in that bill. I wish you luck with that one for sure. But Today we, today we spent the day um, emptying fridges. Um, we've put a plan in place to try and turn off more electricity during the evening. Um the chef is looking at prices. You know, we use such high quality ingredients. That's very hard to, mm. to get to do like for like. Can you know anyone? I mean? Can anyone come in with an uh, an electrical? What am I trying to say? Experience or something, and assess yeah. the whole thing for you? Are you going down that road? Yeah. So, um, Mark, our business partner, and my husband Damien, they're getting the electrician in, and they'll probably do a walk around with him mm. and try and figure out what we can do. You know, and then once they tell me. What I have to do, I'll just do what they tell me to do, really. You know, if I have to change the menu a little bit, or mm. we'll see. Sonia, is it sustainable at that level? No, you? it's not. But, you know, we'll just have to figure something out. Because we'll just have to figure, if I have to work all the time, I'll just, if I, ha- I don't know. Mm. We'll just have to figure something out. My word, haven't you and Damien, between the, your food businesses, been through the mill when you think of... Uh, economic crashes, yeah. COVID, yeah. now this. And now Divine could be flooding now because of the rain. <laughs> I have to go in and check there now to make sure it's not flooding. 
Oh, it doesn't rain, but it pours for this poor woman. That's uh, we're all going to start crying here. You don't just smile, and Laura. And oh, I, I know, I know, I know you. And and Laura, talk about people yeah. to smile. Laura yeah. Mada, you're listening to your friend there, and you must be I just know. heartbreaking. We're all on the same boat, I think. Oh, Every yeah. single small business at the moment, like a national level, is on exactly the same boat. Mm. You know, but I was having this conversation with Sonia Jerry. Is like. I'm in a similar but very different situation. Um, I'm in contract. I'm with Board Cash for my business. And I'm in contract until the 31st of December. Mm. Now, uh, my bills, funny enough, have doubled up, even though I'm paying the lowest commercial rate in the country. Mm. Okay. Um, the usage hasn't increased, yet my bills have doubled. So I've been ringing around because um, I still have a month and a half, two months left in the contract. And uh, I got an absolute shock last week when I was talking to Board Cash because... Uh, the the cheapest available commercial rate, uh, if it, if I go with them at the moment, is more than double, which means my bills are going to more than double. Yes. So what uh, what would I, your just to ask no. you again to context this uh, for yourself? What would the average bill have been, say, twelve months ago? What would you be paying? Twelve months ago, four hundred to five hundred euros every two months. And what are you talking about now already? Now it's between one and a half and two thousand euros. <sighs> That's a big jump as well. And you're and I'm in contract. In contract on a rate. So imagine, imagine. And I and, and a lot of people are coming back, oh, maybe it was estimated. No, trust me. I take readings every single time because I don't mm. want to get the shock of a massive bill. So they're accurate. They're absolutely accurate. Uh, now, we, I, I teach hot yoga, so I need the heat for, for, what, I, for what I do. Um, the room that we have is insulated to a rating. It was purposely built for a... So it's as energy efficient as it can be. I literally cannot do anything else mm. to lower the consumption that I need. Uh, I haven't put my prices up because I think that that's not the solution to it. The solution is energy uh, companies are making an absolutely amazing profit. I mean, it's been published in every single media source. Like in the first six months of the year, uh, Borgash alone reported a 70, 70% increase mm. in their profits. Yes. So... I'm, I'm really struggling, okay? Maybe it's, just, it's a too simplistic approach, but I'm really struggling to understand how these, all these companies okay, are having a massive, massive increases okay, on their profits. Yes, the ones that we're suffering are the public, the country is suffering, and the government is doing absolutely nothing. Why don't you do the same thing they have done in Spain? They have put a cap on it. Mm. And and you know well, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. If you look to the UK, our nearest neighbours, the profit levels at the companies there has gone through the roof too. Now they've capped over there. They have capped there. They've capped in Spain too. We we haven't here. Uh, but you ask a valid. You ask a very valid question. I know their costs have gone up. But when you see profits rocketing as well, you do have to say, uh, uh, there's something. And I'm not saying that companies shouldn't make profit, but you guys have to make a few bob as well, or you won't be in business. That's the bottom line. But here, here, Laura, here's the thing. Now, I want to ask you, because Sonia cannot get a contract from anybody. What are you hearing from your provider? Are they going to offer you? They are, but at double the rate. That's what you said, is it? Exactly. It will be whatever rates are given, given at the time. Or yes. You said you could be lucky. And your rates could be only 66 cents a unit, or it could be 85 cents a unit. Mm. It depends what you get on the day. Yeah. I can see you switching from the hot yoga to the ice challenge. No, no. <laughs> no. We, we live for our hot yoga. It's all, it's all we live for. <laughs> we, are offering a, we are offering a service, you know what I mean? It is genuinely, genuinely very, 
beneficial for your health. <laughs> so so is a nice bath, Laura. Laura, come on. So is a nice bath. Come on. We have Mediterranean blood. We don't like the cold. <laughs> You'll never get me we like the <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'd be the first to run away from it. And here's the big fella talking on the air today. I wouldn't do it. It leaves you breathless for sure. But look, oh no, on a serious note. This is, you are both reflective, I'm sure, of so many others listening to us today in business yeah. as well and struggling to grasp this. Like, I, I, coming back to you, Sonia, you know, you said you're going to do everything you can to save and make this thing work. But there are businesses are not going to make it. That's the reality. Know. You know that? And look, I'm hoping I can do it. I'm not 100% guaranteeing that we, that we will be able to do it. I'm just trying to be positive at the moment in a really bleak situation. And, you know, I, I would say to you as well, you know, customers, uh, everybody's finding the going tough. You know yourself with disposable yeah. income and you guys are in the sector that, you know, when people start to look at cutting back, uh, I don't have to say this, uh, they look at the, their uh, little excess spend that yeah. they have and people don't have it now. But people are always willing to dig a little deeper to help pe- people like yourselves and support businesses that, yeah. you know, they know families, the interconnection. But by yeah. God almighty, they're testing us and they're testing you, Laura. Big time, big, big time. And as I said, like, I've been ringing, I'm very proactive, Jerry. I've been ringing, like, every single organization in the country to see are there helps, are there grants, why are they not putting solar panels in every single business in the country, you know? Mm. And they all close their arms and say, sorry, we don't know. Yeah, this money is supposed to be there to help businesses, but we won't know till 2023. Mm. And again, I know yeah. they're saying about they're going to pay 40% back of the electricity prices for businesses. However, that is not the solution. The solution is the electricity companies, they need to be cut. The government has to intervene and is doing nothing. Isn't doing nothing. Well, we hear what you're saying and uh, you're making it very public today. And, you know, I was talking at the start of the show about the rainfall and you mentioned, Sonia, I hope you're not flooded there in the basement near to the River Boyne. But, uh, you know, it is so true. The lack of planning. You know, we have more water than anyone else in the world here in Western (laughs) Europe. And yet when I hear that in the summer, I just go mad. And, you know, this is another... Uh, you know, example of lack of vision and foresight and planning. We're all caught again, dependent on others, not looking down the road. We're trying to make up lost ground now uh, massively. But look, you just despair at times. But that does nothing for you two ladies know your businesses as well. Uh, we hear what you're saying. I thank you for joining me today. I hope you so I much. hope you uh, I hope people listen about the cap. I hope that you get contracts that will enable you to continue and sustain your wonderful businesses because without you I don't know where we're going as I said there are so many in the same boat as yourselves. Good luck to both of you. Thank you for joining Thanks, me. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you so much. Take Bye. care Bye-bye. of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Sonia Mekalef there from the Bear Food Company and Laura Amada, who is a wonderful lady at Lab Fitness and Juice Works as well as another aspect of our business there. If you have anything to say, if you feel sorry for people like that, if you have any suggestions, if you're in the same boat, what about the cap? We'd love to hear from you. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Well, I have to say, <laughs> you got it in by hook or by I crook. did. It's a great song. <laughs> you wouldn't play it, so I said, right, I'm playing it. I ignored her on the two on Tuesday, and I only looked. I only looked at the computer here before I was about to play, and I said, well, yeah. And you know what? In a day like that, that's the kind of song that yes. makes you smile.
It does. And a one-hit wonder it was for them. But I'm going to tell you this. There were four of them in the group. Two of them have died. Oh, no way. Yes. Patrick Waite and Freddie Waite are both gone, have passed away. One in 1993 and one in 2022. Dennis Seaton and Kelvin Grant. 1993. When was that song out? Oh, my God. That goes back, that song. the 80s then, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was. Oh, yeah, it was way back, so it was. Yeah, it was way back for sure. But two of them have That's passed sad. away. Isn't that sad? Mm. And, you know, much too young. They, they, they'll even say they've been sort of a, a, a tragic group, really, as such. There probably was, I think it was five of them, and I only mentioned four of them there. But anyway, I know two of them have gone at this stage, but... Oh. Now you're after taking the, the happiness out of the song. I know, now. but I had to say it, I had to say it. <laughs> but listen... It is a happy song and it is a joyful song and it was a number one and it was massive all over the world for them uh, too, I have to say. And it was made back again by Stranger Things. Yes. And, you know, um, we have to say Louise is a big fan of that number one and musical. Thank God (laughs) it's off the agenda now for the two and Tuesday. Well done, Louise. The pressure's (laughs) off. The pressure's off me. But wasn't the number two... (laughs) Not a great song or something. Was oh, it was it? brutal. It was the jam. <laughs> and that's why I didn't pick it. Yeah. The one we would have had to play, the jam are great. I've the jam actually, are great. Yeah. I, li- I like the jam. I've never featured them actually in Artists of but the I've never heard of the song. Oh, no, it's brutal. It was brutal. But it was this time that if they brought out Three Blind Mice, it would have gone, you know, okay. high in the charts with them. It was that type of thing anyway. Um, got the flu jab yesterday. Done and dusted. In <laughs> that was left. such a bad humour today. <laughs> I'm awake since four o'clock this morning. I woke at four o'clock and I'm awake since. Look at the eyes in my head. They're out in the sticks. You know, like the cartoon characters at the minute. Yeah, and uh, maybe it was the, the jab. That so if you want to have a late night, get the jab. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm delighted I got it. And I highly recommend everybody to get the flu jab because there's a bit of a flu season on the way and it could save your life. There's no doubt about that. And I will be getting my booster COVID vaccine four months after I've had I had COVID back in July mild symptoms I have to say uh, but you have to wait four months you know before you get the my, my second booster but I will be getting the second booster because I absolutely believe in vaccines and vaccination I say it here again I always have all my life my mother uh, my sister and myself were vaccinated for everything by our parents our children were all vaccinated and their children and my grandchildren have all the vaccines as well and we believe in it and we believe in it and I will be getting me COVID as soon as possible. Late lunch, LMFM radio, this dark and dreary and wet Tuesday, uh, even Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. What am I like? Must be the jab. Anyway, we're moving on on the show today and I'm joined by who, someone I can call a regular on late lunch. It's coming up to midterm break time, Halloween. What do you do with your children? I know a lot of people have plans, but there's lots out there that maybe you're not aware of. I'm delighted. Delighted to say hello again too from mams.ie, Siobhan O'Neill White. Hello, Siobhan. I'm not doing the introduction again. Siobhan O'Neill White, hello. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> How are you? Anyway, Siobhan, here's a mood point for you. Look yeah. out at that day, and I hope it doesn't happen, but if you're off on midterm or around Halloween and you get a day like that, what do you do? Uh, I think lock yourself in the shed. <laughs> and leave the kids in the house and just hope for the best. Just hope for the best. Uh, that's what I'll be doing. I know. So there's loads of things you can do at home. You know, yeah, like today is, I, I'm all about, it's okay if they want to go jump in muddy puddles with their raincoats. That's grand. But today, 
there's two trees down outside my house, which might explain why we're, we were cut off there. Um, they'd be blown away. The winds, the thunder, it's awful. Mm. So today is the day for pyjamas and movies and hot chocolates and baking. I love, love, love to bake with the kids. Yes. And you know what? There's a great book out at the moment and it's TikTok recipes. So all the kids are into TikTok. Yeah. And we got it for our little one for her birthday. And it's just simple recipes. There's nothing, you know, major major in there. But we made, I say we made, my 11-year-old, she did the whole thing herself. I supervised, but I didn't do anything. She made um, a cake, like, from scratch with this TikTok book last week. And the pride, and, like, she was talking about this cake for days, and everybody had to get a bit of the cake, and it was lovely. So if you give them, like, a cookery book that has something to do with them, like this TikTok one, mm. they'll be more interested than if you're pulling out, like I love, obviously, Jamie Oliver and Nigella, all those, you know, Nevin Maguire and all, and all those kind of cooks. But if it's something that they can relate to, they're more likely to be interested in that. So, yes. you know, think about what they're interested in. Uh, there's loads of Halloween shows, Halloween movies, all that kind of stuff coming. And there's a few that are for the younger kids. So Disney Plus has a good few things. So again, if you're going to be stuck in, you know, uh, Hubie Halloween and, um, you know, Monster House and all that kind of stuff. So there is a good bit of stuff, Casper, for the younger kids. Um, so you don't, you know, you don't have to show them that's going to actually scare them. There's, you know, there's lots of things you can do like that. I'd get the kids, I'd say to them, right, get up and clean your room and be creative. So they're cleaning out their pyjamas and for every drawer that they clean, they get 50 cents or they get a euro or something like that. You know, you have to give them some sort of an incentive to get them to actually do anything. So, yeah, on a day like today, I would say wrap them up, keep them in, do the hot chocolates and the movies. And actually, we've been playing some board games. It's a brilliant game called do you hear that rain coming against the window my god there's a brilliant game called um, Cards Against Humanity and it's this whole family can play Um, it's really 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 funny my kids love it and that's from a company called neverboard.ie it's brilliant what's it called Siobhan again say it again it's called Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Okay, brilliant, right. brilliant, yeah. brilliant game. And the other thing, I've uh, just from experience, my 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 grandchildren, Ava's the oldest of them, jigsaws and Pippa, they love jigsaws. Oh yeah. Oh Siobhan. Lego, Lego yes. is a big thing in our house. So uh, we are currently, we've just finished. I say we, I didn't do any of it. So my son, my daughter, and my husband just finished doing a huge Star Wars model. It took them four weeks. And it's like, it's not Millennium Falcon, but it's something like that. Mm. And now they're working on the Frozen Castle. And this is supposed to be for ages 16 plus, because Lego is not just for kids, you know. Yes. And this is take, this is like a major project, and they're having a great time doing it. And it, every weekend they're doing a little bit more and a little bit more, and the castle's getting bigger. So again, they do like Disney, Marvel, all that kind of stuff, um, Lego does. And, you know, you can pick something like Stranger Things even. They have uh, Lego for that now. So there's going to be something, whatever age your kids are, that they're going to be inv- interested in. So Lego is a great thing to do on a rainy day. It certainly is. And the old painting, don't forget that either. Now let's go outdoors. Let's say, and, and I'm after getting a lovely message in, Siobhan, with you and me speaking. And it's a lovely WhatsApp. And I am smiling. It's a cup of coffee. It says, smile on it. It's a wonderful Wednesday. Yes, it is. Every yeah. day you get up and you're healthy. It's a wonderful day. Now, let's hope the weather is decent. What hmm. about what about outdoors? What what What, what will you be doing? Well, I'll just say, I love to go into Dublin for the day with the kids, and we, we like to go on the train and make a kind of a day of it. Mm. And the National Concert Hall has actually loads of shows on over the midterm. So it's a little bit different, but like they've 
for all kind of age groups, especially for smaller kids and, you know, like pre-teens, they've got some really good stuff going on in there. So that's a really nice place to go. Drihid Arts have lots of stuff on. They have their Lana Festival over the midterm as well. For days out, you know, you can go Ardgillen, you can go Newbridge, you can go places like that. Causey Farm has activities for the kids during the day and then for the teenagers, the pharmaphobia is on. I know you've done that, Jerry. Yes. I've done it. It's scared mm. the Jesus out of me. <laughs> I, would. I, would. Uh, I, I don't know. You'd have to be very, very strong to go and do that pharmaphobia. Um, so that's some nice things. If the weather's not... I can't believe how bad it is here. It's actually atrocious. If the weather's not too bad, Carlingford is a great spot. There's loads of water sports you can do other than getting drenched in the rain. And Sky Park is really good up there. And then they've got that lovely the four seasons is lovely so that's we went and had a mini break last um, midterm up there the whole family and it was really nice Carlingford's a lovely little town I love it it's really nice really is and you know there are many I just want to mention them because I know they're they're selling their wares at the moment pumpkin patches there's lots of them yeah well I mean they are and they're great and everything but just I don't think you should have to pay 20 quid for a pumpkin let's just be be, be yes. that. Yes. I think if it's a tenner that's grand and if you're going and you're picking your own pumpkin that's lovely we went to one last year and it was a nice experience wear wellies because you will get full of muck um, but the pumpkins were so expensive it was like when we got to the checkout with, with two pumpkins I think it was, it was 35 euro I was going yes. oh my god so just you know maybe check the prices because they really vary from place to place how much they're going to cost Um have to mention the cinema because look at it we are going to get days where you don't want to be outside and there's loads of films coming for the midterm break the new Marvel with The Rock is coming or it's DC actually with The Rock is coming so there's loads of stuff there and they do the family pass so you can save a few bob if you want to do that mm. That's, um, uh, that's very good advice on the pumpkins. Do check out the price before you go because you could be. Yeah, you could be landed. Euro. Yeah, and that's it. that's a lot of money for a family today. Walks in the woods, love uh, yeah. them. Ah, oh, we seen a red squirrel the other day. Did you? We see. I, I I just feel like my eyes were deceiving me, but me and Summer were out for a walk. All the leaves are falling and a little red squirrel and I'm going, it can't be a red squirrel. You only ever see grey ones. Little red squirrel ran in front of us up the tree, made our day. We were absolutely delighted. I thought they were gone. I didn't think we had any of them left. I thought we just had the grey ones. No, but Siobhan, you see what's happening is just a little, little, which I do know about. um, The pine martin came back in the west of Ireland. It's another Ah. creature and it's moved east. And when pine martins populate areas... The greys decline, but they don't yeah. go near the reds, so the reds come back. Well, that's it. So we, I that's couldn't great. believe we that's were great. seeing a red squirrel. Now he wasn't carrying a load enough, so we were a bit disappointed. And, and it was, that, it was, it was in the northeast. Don't just say where, but yeah. in the northeast on our doorstep here. Yes, literally five minutes from my house, running up a tree. Okay, and that's yeah. Siobhan lives on the coast. Betty's there later in area. There you yeah. are. You know, don't touch that squirrel. I don't want anybody to go near it. But uh, <laughs> no, the, the, the other thing, Siobhan, at this time of year, and if you wrap them up well, no matter, the beach is a treasure trove, isn't it? Yeah, as long, you know what, when the weather is is not sunny, the beach is wonderful because people aren't leaving their cans and litter everywhere. Mm. It's very hard. We don't go to our own beach in the summertime because people are so dirty and they make such a mess of it. And it's really disappointing. And the same with the parks where you'd go for a picnic, rubbish everywhere. I really, it's just so disappointing that people don't respect the gorgeous beaches and the gorgeous parks that we have. Like, how hard is it to put your rubbish in a plastic bag and take it with you? It's not that hard. No. Um, And, you know, also, if you're with your children, what are you teaching your children Mm. if if you're not picking up after yourselves? So the beaches are lovely at this time of year, and you'll see lots of 
well, we don't want to see seagulls, they're nasty. But you'll see lots of birds and you'll see lots of different things. And actually, if you walk down to the harbour in Balbriggan, you'll often, there'll be a lot of seals around there. So you'll get to see them bobbing up because the fishermen are coming in with the fish and the seals are coming in to get get their dinner. But it's lovely to see them and you'll see the pups. And, you know, it's amazing to have your child and say, you know, you're just looking out at the water for a few minutes, especially when the tide is up and you'll see the seals. It's brilliant. So there's loads of things around us that are free yes. that you can do and see with your children. It doesn't always have to be something that you have to pay for. Oh, that is so true. Don't forget, there might be still a few chestnuts or conkers hanging around and berries, oh, yeah. maybe late blackberries and things like that. And as Siobhan says, there are loads of woodlands and walks on the beach and everything that are absolutely free. Anything else you'd like to mention? Well, we'll have competitions on mams.ie mm. over the next few weeks. We're going to be giving away uh, a couple of woolies. That's like that big hooded blanket that you get into when you're really cold, which I may get into today because I got drenched in that rain earlier. <laughs> um, so keep an eye on Mamster Ireland Facebook and mams.ie. We'll have, we've got recipes for Halloween bat wings. We've got recipes, loads of recipes that are Halloween and wintery themed up on the website right now. So go on there and get some inspiration for things to bake for bake with the kids and to cook for dinner as well. Well, I'm just so happy we've got to the end of the chat and you're still there and you're not on the water. I could see it just disappearing in the middle of it. Anyway, fair juice to you. Thank you for joining me. Check around. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mams.ie. Lots more information uh, there to be had. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio. Go nowhere. Sit tight. Put on the kettle. Have a cuppa. Make a coffee. Stay with us on LMFM Radio. Those are the little words that keep us going. Thank God for your show on a day like that, Jerry. Just at work and not a sinner around would be climbing the walls otherwise. Thank you, whoever you are. Really do appreciate the lovely words. Louise, do you enjoy a gug in the mug? I love a guggy egg. It is a guggy egg you're talking about, isn't it? Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know now. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah it is. It yeah. is. A, gug, a gug in the mug. A, a gug in the mug. The day that's in it puts me in mind of it. I was, yeah, comfort food. What's your gug in the mug? How do you do your gug in the mug? How do you put it together? Now, this is a very... You're going to do the recipe. This is one of the recipes for your new... Your forthcoming cookery book. <laughs> How do you do the... Then cu- I better say the, it wrong. The gug in the um, mug. Just a boiled egg, salt yes. and pepper and butter. Yes. All mashed up. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad loved the mess from Brendan. Uh, he he loved eggs. I don't know the man that he had in feathers. I, I I can't understand it, but he loved eggs especially. And he used to do two eggs, boil them, hard boil them, shell them into the mug, mm. break them up with the spoon. As you say, butter, pepper, and he used to break little pieces of bread and put it through little small right. pieces and put it through the egg as well, and a big cup of mug of tea with it and you know he'd give us when we were small I can remember sitting on his knee and him giving us the egg to eat Mm. you know what I mean but there's something very comforting about a gug in the mug isn't there yeah yeah, there really is. Mm. Anybody else add anything? Brings it back to your childhood as it well. It does. It really does. Anyone add anything else to the gug in the mug? Have we got it right there? Uh, pepper. Is, did you say pepper White and pepper. salt? White pepper. Yeah. Oh, very important. Mm. White pepper, a little bit of salt. Yeah. Butter. Mm-hmm. Boiled egg, yeah. one or two, and away you go. Just that. And you could have... Actually, Real butter. You could have soldiers on the side. You know what I mean? You don't have the bread into it. A piece of toast with it is nice. Do you like toast? Or do you I just love toast. Egg and toast. Yeah. Yeah, and, and oh, listen, the gug in the I think the mug. a gug in the yolk, otherwise they just do scrambled egg and toast. Uh, yes, scrambled egg is lovely and toast as well. Oh, soft-boiled eggs with the soldiers dipped in. <laughs> Always soft-boiled eggs dipping the soldiers in. Oh, can't beat it either. What is it about an egg? There's just power in eggs. an egg, isn't it? And yep. it's so nutritious. I know you do. I do. I eat fan. too much eggs. 
Not at all. You can never. You can, and somebody says there, Jerry, you're missing one thing. It has to be real Kerry Gold butter. Yeah, real butter. Oh, agree with you 100. Why? What's 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 not? What do you mean real butter? Well, not margarine oh, or no. spreadable oh, oh, stuff please, or anything like please that. Please don't put any of them spreads or anything in. A gug in the mug. That listener is so right there. It's just got to be real Kerrygold butter, nothing else. It's a day for the gug in the mug. It's a day to stay with us on Late Lunch because after three, I've my artist of the week, Nina Simone. And Nicola Cairns is joining us to talk about the lack of a link, she believes, between the leaving cert and... Sorry, the junior cert and the leaving cert. But before all that... It's certainly Miss Louise Walsh's day to select the music on Late Lunch. She's doing it all the way. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) It's aha on the wonderful Wednesday on your Late Lunch. Smile. It's a fantastic day. Never mind the rain. Put on the eggs, the gug and the mug. You can't beat it. It's amazing the comment a gug and the mug brings from you, a selection of what you've been saying to us. Paul has been on to say, our age groups, Jerry, always got a taste of what her daddy's meal or drink was. And that's true. And that's why we're so healthy, says Paula. Um, and I remember I mentioned my dad and the egg and he used to give me when he'd be having a bottle of Guinness, he'd give me a little thimble full of Guinness. If you did it today be ringing child Lyle on you wouldn't they they would yeah there'd be calls going in there never did this bit of harm he'd say it'll kill the worms in you that was a saying to me <laughs> have a little drop with there <laughs> little did I know I'd get to so like it years later myself uh, anyway on the gug and the mug Jerry, we had them in the mug for sure says a listener but they were soft eggs and we dipped our soldiers into them yes some people like them a little softer than, than others but certainly the hard boiled was the way I think most people had it uh, but yes that's what you enjoyed and well well done to you too Sheila Bailey hello Sheila she's listening to us cross the water today oh Jerry, a gug in the mug bliss and joy and a few slices of McCann's pan loaf dripping with butter the thought of it yes Sheila it brings you back doesn't it it certainly does bring most people back and others there saying how they love still the gug in the mug today Jerry. I'm here on my own and I'm terrified. The thunder and lightning and the sky is lighting up, says Maureen. Maureen, don't be don't be fearful. It'll pass. It's going to pass over. It is. It's just a little nasty at the moment. But don't be worried. It will go by. I promise you it will. And you'll be fine. You will. Stay with us here on Late Lunch and on LMFM Radio. And we'll keep you company for sure. And if you're worried, really worried, give somebody a call that you know and just let them know too. Now, time for this. On Wednesday afternoons, Late Lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Nina Simone in focus this week on Late Lunch. And throughout the civil rights era from 64 to 74, Nina supported the ending of segregation and involved herself actively in the movement. She differed from Martin Luther King's non-violent approach, believing revolution was the only means to achieve equality with whites. She sacrificed a lot because of her stance, believing she was punished by the music industry who boycotted her records. And she was right. She found it very difficult. Uh, In the end, she quit the States and her marriage too to live in Barbados before relocating to Liberia, Switzerland, 
London, Holland before she settled down in France. God, she moved around, didn't she? She switched record labels. Well, no surprise there. She really had to. With Philips in Europe recognising her outstanding talent and offering an outlet for her songs and work. She did move back to RCA where she recorded her final album and an appropriate title indeed was called It Is Finished. That was in 1974. However, she was persuaded to return to studio in the late 70s and put down two more albums. And why wouldn't she? With interpretations like this. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good. Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. River running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on the tree, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. Ah, she's simply wonderful. What a voice. Nina Simone, my artist of the week on your late lunch this afternoon and feeling good. I hope you're feeling good today. Ha, Jerry, says somebody else. I'm sitting here in the dark. No electricity. Thank God I have batteries in my radio. Never fail to listen to your programme, says Mary Andrade. Ah, Mary, good on you. Oh, always have the batteries on standby. Very, very important. And this winter especially, the flashlight, the batteries, the little backup you might need. There you are, there's power out. Uh, and if, if you have an outage, please let us know as well because we can pass on the information and tell people that they are not alone. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text and we'll be happy to share the information and so will Eddie who's coming next here on LMFM Radio. Up next on the show, we have a local mom who believes there's a real disconnect between the junior cert and when children move on to sit their leaving cert. Stay with us. Complete the lineup and late lunch this afternoon with Nicola Cairn. She's a teacher and employee of the Department of Education and she has strong views on the junior cert and its relationship with the leaving certificate. Hello again, Nicola. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. I suppose one thing surprised me. The late date of the results being issued this year, late November now at this stage, um, it's a bit of a strange one. Well, just just to put in context, I mean, I'm I obviously I am a teacher and I'm steeped in education and very passionate about it, but I'm also a parent, so I have three teenagers of my own and one a daughter who's just gone through the junior cert. So for them, it was the first state exam that was sat for junior cert since 2019, and in a lot of the subjects that they sat their junior uh, cycle exams in this year, they were the first time they were being formally examined. Hmm. 
So, um, you know, there, there was a build-up of expectation there. And it is human nature, I think, um, you know, that people want feedback on any endeavour. If you put a lot of time and commitment into something, yes. then you want to know how you got on. That gives you, you know, it fuels you to move forward. It gives you evidence of what you've learned, your skills that you've acquired. And it gives you a, a platform to move on to the next stage, yes. in this case, in your learning. Mm. But, but these particular cohort of students um, have had a very fractured three years. For the first two, they didn't have a complete academic year because they were out during various lockdowns. Despite that, they got little or no allowances across the three years um, in relation to the demands of work of the programme, and there was zero accommodation for them in the written exams last June. But um, the, And like I said, because this rollout of junior cycle was over the course of six years, some papers were being examined for the first time ever, and there was very few sample papers, and a lot of those came late to teachers as well. But either way, and I take my hat off to teachers and to the young people as well, they work together constantly and tirelessly and they they sat those exams with an expectation that their results would be in September and what followed was a void of information obviously yes. a, a, a deserved focus on leaving cert but there was a lot of speculation in, in schools in the media about when they would come out and to be perfectly honest from my own experience I wouldn't have been surprised if they were mid-October but I was quite shocked in fact I was shocked to hear that they would be late November because, because you see can I just stop you there for a second yeah. when I did my uh, it was intermediate at the time or leave insert it was the basis for moving on and it you know dictated the stream of where you went absolutely and for a lot of students in junior cert not every student does transition year so you're moving into fifth year you're making your subject choices you're picking seven subjects and you're going to play to your strengths. But this void of information, I found anyway, I think that it has unfortunately devalued their examination and their efforts. I think it has demotivated them as a cohort, um, you know, and I know that it's a fait accompli now. It makes choosing leaving certain subjects difficult. It makes choosing levels difficult. And for the people who have gone into fifth year, it's too late. My mm. daughter's moved straight into fifth year with no vision of how she has performed in her, in, you know, attained in her junior cert subjects. So I think that's unfortunate. But I think what is more worrying, and I think that this is why I suppose I've made a few comments um, along the way, that I think that there are much bigger issues than the soundbite of these late resulting, late publication Like of what? Like what, Nicola? Well, one of the key things is that there is a, a lack of recognition and understanding, I think, among parents, but certainly amongst the wider community, that a whole new curriculum has rolled out for our first, second and third year students. It's called Junior Cycle, and it was based on Junior Cycle Reform. And what underpins Junior Cycle Reform is that you, instead of having syllabus that we would have had, you mentioned you did your intercert, as did I, the Junior Certificate replaced the inter- Cert in 1992 and this framework for junior cycle as it's called is now the replacement of junior certificate despite the fact that the minister 
and myself, I have to admit, and other commentators continue to refer to it as the junior certificate. It is not the junior certificate, it is the junior cycle. And there is no syllabus in each subject area. What you have now is subjects that have what the NCCA, the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment, have termed subject specifications. And in those subject specifications, you have statements of learning. For example, in my own subject, home economics, there's over 200 statements of learning. And what is required then of the teacher is that they focus on those statements of learning and create content uh, around that to teach in their classes. But the bottom line is that the, the whole thing is totally woolly. It's lacking in content clarity. The depth of treatment that would otherwise have been specified formerly in syllabus isn't there. There is um, a team of teachers seconded for the last they're in their ninth year, if you don't mind. The Junior Cycle for Teachers is the name of the professional development group that the department have rolled out to support teachers in this. Um, they're on the road for the last nine years, 110 subject specialists out of their classrooms being paid a full salary, a replacement teacher in their classrooms being paid. And you have, and this isn't just... Um, you know, me suggesting that there is lack of clarity. There has been reports on the implementation of the junior cycle done by teacher unions, by the National Parents Council, and all of that is existing while we're supposed to be supporting teachers in delivering junior cycle. So I mean, so the thing is here, Nick, and time is going to beat us in a moment, mm-hmm. and I'm going to come back to you on this. The thing is this, that really the bottom line is, you said it's woolly there. You feel it is not the proper basis when children yeah, have to not. make that step up where it changes substantially for leaving cert. A hundred percent. Four out of five teachers surveyed um, in the ASTI um, review said that they felt that the students were not adequately prepared to progress to leaving cert. 78% of them disagreed that students had even enough content knowledge in the subject to move forward. And I I spoke to an English teacher yesterday, and this will put it into real context. In this new junior cycle, all papers except for English, Irish and maths are common. There's no paper ones and paper twos anymore. They are two-hour papers. So let's look at English. It's a, it's a higher and ordinary level paper, but it's one two-hour paper. Fast forward to leaving search. Those students now, within a, two years of fifth year, have to sit a two-hour and 50-minute paper one and a three-hour and 20-minute paper two. That's a huge jump. Massive. Massive. 25% of their leaving cert is an essay. They're not even required to write an essay in junior cert, in junior cycle. And in fact, they might be asked to write an introduction. Now, this brings me to another issue, which is the fact that there is a knee-jerk reaction constantly from the department when any rumble happens in relation to curriculum and assessment mainly. So people say, oh, that's disgraceful. Six hours writing this has to be a better way of doing it. So out of nowhere comes this idea that paper one in Irish and English is going to move into the end of fifth year. So now we're going to take this cliff fall that has happened for these cohort of students who don't have the proper knowledge and skills basis to move up and they have a huge mountain to climb. Now we're going to bring paper one and two of their core subjects forward to the end of fifth year. They simply don't have the maturity. They don't have the knowledge base. Their teachers haven't had the time to prepare them and nothing is being said about it. It's going on without 
any voice and any meaningful voice being given to teachers, to parents. As a parent, do I feel listened to? No. Is there a forum for me to communicate? People will say, oh, stakeholders, you know, you can get in touch with the NCCA. I mean, that's... That's lip service. Absolutely. And will I tell you, Nicola, you've raised the hair for sure today. I have to leave it there. Time is beating me. I'm going to come back to you. But this is really concerning. It's a topic I'm coming back to, I promise you. And I thank you for raising it with me today. Thanks a million. Take care of yourself. Nicola Cairns there, a teacher and Department of Education employee. Tomorrow on Late Lunch, a different way with education. Sudbury School, looking ahead to the motor show and staying safe at Halloween and more besides. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Have a safe and take care this Wednesday evening and do come back and join us for Thursday show from 1.30. We'll see you then. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 660 4237. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.